Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers from Conan O'Brien and America's Got Talent, and you are listening to The One Man Podcast. Yeah! Hey, it's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 102 for Wednesday, April 24th, 2019. How's it going, onesies? Did you guys have a good week in between uh, our chats? Maybe you're just, uh, maybe you're marathoning them right now, huh? Maybe it hasn't been that long since the last episode. You know, I got a lot of friends who are doing that. A lot of listeners. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm glad to be back chatting with you guys. I didn't uh, have a very eventful week, to be totally honest with you. I did some, some fun little things, but nothing that I would really... Uh, not, not a lot to chat about this week. So I'm going to just try to tell you the, the things that I found to be the most interesting little, maybe some irksome events and, uh, yeah. And then we'll just move right along to a couple of quick little sponsor things. I'll tell you some cool stuff I have coming up and then let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Let's make this meeting quick folks. We've all got a lunch we want to get to. Let us do it. Um, so, uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Um, one of the things that I did, like, here's the thing. I watched some movies. I hung out with Crystal and Mickey and I did some more prep for my, uh, New York trip, which is coming up in less than two weeks. Um, as always, I'm recording this on Tuesday. You guys will be listening at the earliest early morning Wednesday. You know, I try to have this thing available at midnight. So whenever you get up, some of you 5 a.m. lunatics, uh, it's ready for you. It's sitting right there. Oh, is that a notification that there's a new episode of the One Man Podcast? Ah, oh, nothing brings a smile to my face faster at 5 o'clock in the morning than knowing I have some Josh Williams voice coming at me. Oh, so lucky. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Um, I, uh, where do I start? You know what I mean? I, I hung out with Crystal and Michaela. They came over. They were, uh, Mickey's a big fan of the VR. We try to play some VR games, but I think, I think we're just not having it. You know, uh, they came over in the evening. I think it was like Friday last week on good Friday, you know, Jesus is unbirthday, a very merry unbirthday. You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ah, I think that's maybe a first, right? You know, here's the thing with comedy. It's so hard to find material that nobody has done before. I wonder if a very merry unbirthday song to Jesus has been, uh, has been sung before. Uh, on his unbirthday. Can you call it that? I know your unbirthday in Alice in Wonderland terms is the, you know, every day that isn't your birthday. But I think, I think, I, you know what? Here's the funny thing. I watched the movie Happy Death Day again. That's, you're not going to call it that. That sounds stupid. Merry unbirthday. That's, that feels very, you know, like millennial, right? Because every term is sterile now. You don't get real terminology for anything that actually gives any substance to everything. Everything's got to be diluted and sterile. And you're just like, I don't even know what that means. Right. George Carlin had a great, uh, 
great bit. And this was like 20 years ago, maybe probably more. And he called it the human potential movement. He's like, I'm not going to be using any, he goes, here's the terminology and the words I will not be using tonight. He's like, I won't be using any words from the human potential movement is what he called. He's like, for example, I'm not going to share anything with you. <laughs> like it's a great long bit with that. But I think like we're in this thing where just everybody's got a new, right? It's all the hashtagging and the new terminal mansplaining, like whatever the fuck it is, right? Just all these new terms that we use to, to get things across. So I don't, uh, I'll try not to use any of those, you know, going forward with you guys. But I think that, I think that in terms of diluting things and taking away, I think he, it, it, George Carlin also goes on a big rant about how like the difference between, you know, shell shock when, when soldiers came back and they came back with shell shock from being attacked and shot at and all this stuff. And they used to take that seriously because it had a big, strong name like shell shock. And then he goes, but it's, you know, two syllables, shell shock, boom, boom. And he goes, and then it changed to battle fatigue. Ooh, four syllables now, right? Doesn't sound as strong. They have battle fatigue, battle fatigue, you know? And then it's, you know, a lot, a lot of people aren't caring anymore. Now, now they've got post-traumatic stress disorder. Eight syllables doesn't really sound like anything, does it? You know, but they might have a few people were still coming back with shell shock. You know, people might give them the attention and the the care that they deserve. Oh, on my soapbox. I love that guy. That guy was attacking, you know, the soft language shit 30 years ago. But uh, I digress. Merry unbirthday to Jesus. That's how I, uh, that's how I live my life, guys. I have a very simple point to make, but I will take 10 minutes to make it. Um, so we came, uh, <laughs> that's Easter now. Easter is Jesus's unbirthday to me. Um, Crystal and Michaela came over on Jesus's unbirthday. We we're going to play some some VR game stuff, but I guess they hadn't eaten. Um, none of us had eaten. So we discussed eating dinner together, but I think when they came over, we were, uh, we were all a little peckish. So I think we started playing some VR games and very quickly just, uh, migrated over to dinner. And I'm trying to remember what the hell we had. Oh, we had some great, we had some great stuff. We had fucking pierogies and, uh, pierogies and a nice little sort of like uh rice quinoa mix that I bought at Costco. It's amazing. You fucking throw it in the microwave. It's like those uncle Ben's, you know, you throw, you pour water in, you throw in the microwave and it's, it's ready to go as a side. This is great. You don't even pour water in it. It's just, it's just quinoa and rice. It's good for you. Whatever. We whipped that up all together. Nice and quick. Had a great, uh, great meal. And then we played board games, which is great. I like, I like playing the board games more than sitting around and playing video games together. You know, I like the video games as a solo thing and to do the, uh, the board games as thing. So we just, we played some fun games. We played, uh, not that anyone gives a shit, but Sagrada which is one I played with Chris before. You're just basically putting different colored dice together, building a stained glass window. Oh, what a pretty game. And then we played Burger Up, where you're building hamburgers. It reminds me of the old uh, arcade game. I think it was called Burger Time, where you're running across parts of, excuse me, Jesus, parts of a burger, right, to, to have them all fall down at the bottom and you win. It was almost like Donkey Kong, but instead of running up ladders and stuff, trying to get to the princess at the top, you're just, you're just like, it's like, think Pac-Man and Donkey Kong came together. So you're running across platforms and up ladders across these burger portions to drop them down. And, uh, all the while running away from like, you know, the ghosts and Pac-Man kind of thing. You're, you're running around from little bad guys. I think it was like salt shakers and pepperonis or whatever the fuck. But, uh, you know what you, you YouTube burger time, you go, Oh, stacking ingredients. What a simple concept. Well, that in board game form. So, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to fulfill different burger objectives. Regardless, I know you don't give a shit and I don't really want to talk about it. So we had a fun time. Um, 
Michaela absolutely loved the fucking games that we were playing. She had a blast with them, which was awesome. Had a great time. Uh, I don't remember what the hell I did with the rest of my evening. I think I just went to bed, but that was a great visit. I had a great Jesus is on birthday. Um, I did fuck all on Saturday except taxes and movies. So by that, I mean, I very slowly was organizing all my receipts. I, I had this inbox in my room where I just put all my receipts um, you know, a few times a year, I'll, I'll take them out and I'll separate them and put them where they need to go. But it's been a while since I've done it. So I basically have the tail end of 2018 in there and the first, however many months we are, four months of 2019 in there. So I basically had to pull all my receipts apart so I can get cracking on these fucking taxes. And everyone, I think I was talking to someone and they're like, yeah, you know, I, I said, I think I have to get my taxes by the end of the month. I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to be done by the 15th. I'm like, well, I'm already late and I'm already paying interest on them. So less urgency, but I still want to get that shit done real quick. As always, I got so many things going on. You guys listen to it. All the pots on the stove. I got to make sure that I, uh, I file those fuckers and then maybe, maybe, Hey, who knows? Maybe this year I'll be worth something. Eh? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I sat and I did, uh, what did I do? I did, uh, I'm like, I told you the tax. I'm trying to think of what movies I watched. I watched, um, Let's talk about this. All right. I've been watching some movies lately. I started one of the nights this week watching, uh, the dirt, the Motley crew movie. Everybody's been talking about it on their podcasts and around Kamar's Kamar seen it. Uh, you know, Verzi was watching it. Bill Burr was watching it. Like these are all, you know, people I listen, you know, Kamar, obviously roommate people watching it. A lot of people with the dirt. It's an, it's, it was like the top thing on Netflix every time I logged in for the longest time. So, and I, I do like Motley Crue. So I'm like, all right, I better watch this. But, uh, everyone talking about how great it was. I'm like, I gotta be in the mood to sit and watch this, excuse me, because I don't want to, I don't want to fall asleep to it. And that's my big thing is I'll put shit on. I'll fall right the fuck asleep to it. So, um, I need to make sure that I did that. Um, so I started watching it and right from the first scene, you're like, holy fuck, this is going to be a great movie just in terms of like intensity levels, right? It, it comes across as something that you might see like Tarantino do or whatever, just because of like the sheer insanity and, and the follow along shots and shit like that. Um, but I haven't finished watching it yet. I'll give you more when I do, but, but definitely I watched like the first, I think I watched like the first five minutes of it going, okay, I can't watch this right now. I'm going to bed. Um, and then I put it on again. I watched like half of it and I felt myself sort of getting tired. Not, I wasn't going to sleep to it, not trying to run it down or anything, but I just remember going like, I'm going to watch this. And then after a while I was like, I got, I got shit to do. I got to turn it off for now. Cause again, I want to be watching this. I don't want it on the background. So all that is to say that I've got a difference between movies that I will put on in the background and then just movies. That I'm like, I, I got to watch this. Um, so a uh, perfect example of movies that I put on in the background while I'm separating tax receipts, I put on snatched, um, which the first time I, I saw the trailer for it, I'm like, oh, an Amy Schumer movie that's making a pun joke about pussy, big shocker. But um, I'll be honest with you, and I'm, I'm, how do I say this without sounding like a fucking, yeah, you know what, I don't give a fuck. You guys trust me. I trust you. I trust that I can be myself with you. I am not a fan of Amy Schumer's comedy. I have watched it many times with different people, you know, and con like different, she's got different specials. And I always give them a chance. She has never impressed me comedically. Uh, sorry, not comedically in standup. Um, no hatred. I actually watched her show a few times and it was available on, I think it was Netflix or I think it was actually maybe crave that I watched it on. They have like a whole comedy central section, but, um, I watched the show inside Amy Schumer. Oh my God. Another joke about fucking her. What do you know? Um, she's kind of a one trick pony, but I actually liked the show. There was some good sketches and shit on it. I thought it was funny. 
So she does well, um, situationally, you know what I mean? Like in terms of stand up, just joke, punch, joke, punch, or set up, punch, set up, punch. I don't, <clears throat> excuse me. I really don't like her stand up. Um, but when it comes to performance, right? Like on a TV show doing, doing sketches and shit, she's actually, I'm going to give it to her. She's actually funny. Um, now maybe that's because she's not the one writing it. It's writers who knows, I'm not trying to take any compliment away from her. She does well comedically, um, on screen. Um, and I, the first movie of hers, I I'm having a hard time remembering which one that I watched. I pretty sure the first one that I saw was train wreck. Um, I remember seeing all these YouTube videos of her on press tours for train wreck. And just, if anyone asked her any questions at all, especially men, any question that she didn't like, she would just turn into a total, uh, prepare yourself, uh, cunt. I'm sorry to use such a hard word, but I mean, like, I think the reason women don't like the word cunt is because some women are cunts. If no woman was a cunt ever, sorry to just keep hammering you with the word. If no woman was a cunt, you ladies wouldn't care when someone called it because you go like, there's no such thing. You know, some women are that way and you hate the idea that you would be called. It's like calling you crazy. There's a lot of C words you ladies don't like. Um, but it's like being called crazy because you know, some of you are and none of you want to be that. And some of you fucking walk the line. Sometimes you teeter on the edge and you go, Oh fuck. That was close guy. Someone calls you crazy. It's almost like fucking saying Voldemort, you know, <laughs> you call one of you guys crazy. You just fucking lose it. Rumble Stiltskin. Bloody Mary. Um, that's all I'm saying is, uh, some women are that. And I'll tell you, she flat out turned into that on some of these press tours, uh, for train wreck. So I remember having like the first time she was going to be in a movie. Um, it was kind of like, Oh geez. And I remember, uh, here's the thing too, is as a comic that I was working with Carol Montgomery at the comedy nest in uh, Montreal, Carol's fucking awesome. She's super, super cool. Her and I were chatting. This was, this was years ago. And we were chatting comedy and I think we were talking about like big up and coming comics and people who had heat and Schumer came up and she, Carol was the first one. Cause Carol works with a lot of booking and stuff like that. And Carol was the first one. And she goes, you, she's about to blow up. And I go, really? She goes, oh yeah. She just got, she just got put under Judd Apatow's wing and he's one that he's developed. Like she's one he's developing right now. She just signed a deal with him to make a movie. And that was train wreck that she was talking about. So Carol, I, I basically was expecting that. So when I first saw the press, I was like, okay. And she was just acting like a bitch. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't like this person. Anyways, all of this information to say that I, uh, I watched train wreck. Fuck. I wish I knew when I watched it, to be honest with you. I think I saw train wreck first and it wasn't half bad. It was one that I saw poking around on the, you know, on TMN or whatever it was. I'm like, I'll give it a try. I got nothing better than I want to watch. I'll throw it on. Wasn't bad. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't bad. And, and, and it was good. I'm not even going to just play it. Something. It was a, it was a good movie. Um, it was funny. It had its moments. It had its ups and downs. It had a decent plot. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, on my way back from, uh, Los Angeles on the plane. I watched her most recent movie, uh, called I feel pretty again, funny movie. It was well-written. It was funny. Again, I'm going in going, uh, oh, fuck it's a Schumer. Let's see. It was funny. It was good. And, and it actually had a really good, uh, message, warm hearted and shit at the end. Great movie. Not going to lie. Great movie. So I don't know what my problem was. Third time in snatched. Oh, here we go. Another, like, I'm like, all right, another Amy Schumer. I, I watched it. I mean, I had it on while I was doing taxes. So basically it means I just watched it and occasionally separated receipts, but.
But again, uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying great, like, Hey, these are the funniest movies of all time or anything, but I'm saying it was funny. It was well done. I, I laughed. I was engaged. The story wasn't complete horseshit stupidity. Um, I enjoyed it. So I, I gotta say right now for Amy Schumer movies, uh, she's three for three with me. You know what I mean? Like, let's put it this way. I think I talked about us. I don't know if I did the Jordan Peele's movie us. Um, a lot of people were saying Jordan Peele is two for two. Oh my God, this guy's amazing. All of everything he touches is amazing. Incorrect. In my humble opinion, I saw us. It was frightening. It was interesting. But in terms of after the movie's over, is it good? Did I enjoy it? Like I did get out? Not even close. Not in a million years. Um, so still good movie. <clears throat> is it on par with get out? Not a chance. Not in my books. Um, it had to betray its own story a few times or its own premise, I should say for something. So it's kind of like, oh, but this, and this happens and this, and this is the premise. And you go, yeah, but then in that scene, how did that happen? It's like, ah, oh, well, you know, it's a movie. You gotta, no, fuck you. If you're going to praise this thing, like it's another Oscar winner, then you gotta, it's gotta make sense. You know what I mean? You can't just throw away something for one minute and then just bring it back the next and go, isn't that a great idea? Yeah, it's a great idea if you stick to it, you know? Um, it's not a bad movie. It's just not, it is not get out. It is not another get out. If you've seen it and you disagree with me, by all means, fucking send in the emails, contact at one man podcast.com. And I will listen to your rebuttal, but have fun. It's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. I go see a lot of horror movies that are entertaining. This is not another get out. It is not. Um, but yeah, Schumer is three for three. Jordan Peele, one for two. You know, 1.5 because the other one's watchable. But uh, yeah, so I watched uh, Snatched. I think that I saw it. I'm trying to think of where I saw it. Fairly certain it's on Netflix. Give it a fucking watch. Tell me what you think. You know, did you see Trainwreck? Did you see I Feel Pretty? Tell me what you think of those. Again, I will not defend Schumer's stand-up for a second. But in terms of uh, her movies, man, she's doing a good job. I think she's found her her fucking place to be. I think she's a, a funny actress and uh, I think she gets funny premises, but you know, it's funny too. Cause these movies are like not written by her either. You know, I think she Crow wrote train wreck. Doesn't matter. I can look it up to be factual, but you guys know me being right about what I'm talking about has never been my uh, strength, but anyways, check it out. Um, I also watched happy time murders. I, I was poking around. I saw that that was on there and I figured what the fuck mine let us watch happy time murders. That's the one that was done by Jim Henson's son, Brian Henson. And, uh, it had puppets and M Melissa McCarthy. Oh, Melissa McCarthy, that chick who was funny one or two times. And then they gave her like 19 movies and she's not been funny in any of them. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I, uh, I, I, I thought it looked interesting. I'll be honest. The second I saw the trailer and she was in it, I all, it already lost points, but I'm like, Hey, Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son, big fucking legacy there. Big fucking legacy. Um, right? Labyrinth, uh, the well, the Muppet Show to begin with, right? But then Sesame Street with the puppets there, Labyrinth, uh, Dark Crystal, like there is so much Jim Henson shit that is just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And uh big legacy. Big legacy. So you go, okay, well, well, Brian Henson is directing this movie and you know, he's going to be carrying his father's legacy, everything like that. I mean, it's just such an opportunity to really have some fucking fun. Now, here's the thing too. You know, it just occurred to me. The Muppet movies have been coming back lately with Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel's funny, but, uh, 
I think uh, I, I don't know if those were any good. They might have been complete horse shit. And this is just another. This is just a sidestep from their garbage. I didn't see them up at movies, so you know what? Maybe I'm talking up my ass. But I just remember going, "Oh look, they're making a movie for adults with puppets. This could be great." See Melissa McCarthy in the trailer? Ugh, not interested. This looks rough. Check out the Rotten Tomato scores. Very low. Fuck, this might suck. So again, I was excited to watch it on Netflix, but not, uh, you know, it, it, it totally lost me in the theater because they put that one trick pony Melissa McCarthy in it. And uh, it was garbage. It was absolute garbage. They tried to get their laughs. It was like they were writing another Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill movie. Um, stupid dick jokes, stupid balls jokes, stupid cum jokes. Like there's a scene where the puppet's just coming all over the place. And I can only imagine it, the theater full of people with no comedic, you know, appreciation, just laughing their asses off because the puppet's coming everywhere, you know, and, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't funny to watch. It wasn't, uh. All that production value, all those like people who are working hard to make puppets look like this and that and whatever, and then to just have cum jokes and sex jokes, two puppets banging and stuff, uh, you know, talking to, 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 you know, broke old actor puppets who are like, I'll suck your dick for 10 bucks. And like, I don't know, like, it's just, is nobody capable of writing a joke anymore? You know what I mean? Like, how hard is it to write something funny? And that's one of the thoughts that I had, you know, when I was like sitting there and I'm like, I'm apprehensive about Schumer's movies, even though like every time I watch one, it's actually good. I think it's because of her comedy really. But every time I see a Schumer movie, I'm like, I'm not interested, right? I watch it and I'm very pleasantly surprised. And then all these other comedies and I'm like, well, I hope this is funny. And it, it doesn't end up being like, think about the last time I see, I see trailers for horror movies. I get excited. I'm a fucking huge nerd for the, any of the Marvel movies. And I go see any superhero movie, just, just hoping it'll pleasantly surprise me. Um, if you don't know what that means, I mean, anything by DC, anything Marvel is going to be good. Anything by DC is probably going to be bad, but you might be pleasantly surprised. Uh, hasn't happened yet. But, uh, <laughs> my point is, is that when was the last time you were actually saw a trailer for a comedy and went, oh man, I can't wait to see that comedy. That looks funny. Right. Every time you go now, it's going to be like something with Steve Carell where it's like awkward humor. It's, it's basically they're not giving us anything new is what I'm trying to say. You look at it, you go, eh, that could be funny. But can you remember the last time that you watched a comedy movie and were like, that was fucking hilarious. Like, man, I saw the trailer. I couldn't wait to see it. I went to go see it. It was absolutely hysterical. Oh man, what a great movie. Right from expectation to deliverance. Amazing. So I just wonder. What, what was the last comedy movie you guys were excited to see? And then it ended up being funny, right? Cause I see all these Seth Rogen movie trailers and, and you know, Oh, another, another bridesmaids style movie. Oh, rough night with all these chicks. And you just watch it and you're just like, ah, like I laughed like twice, you know, game night. Um, I saw the trailer for that. It didn't look super funny. It had some funny moments. As a matter of fact, it actually had quite a few funny moments, but it wasn't, they didn't sell it to me. Like, Oh, I'm going to find this super funny. I was pleasantly surprised. But I'm talking about the last time they're like, yo, this comedy's coming out. You got to see it. It's so funny. You go see it. And it's super fucking funny. You know, I'm actually looking forward to Jason Reitman directing the third Ghostbusters movie and hoping that it actually comes out like it, it, that it's, we don't have a trailer for it yet. We have some zaps and Ecto one covered up in a tarp, but maybe once we see some trailers for it, maybe go, oh, fuck, that looks funny. You know, how is selling one of the best commodities laughter? One of the hardest things right now. All right. I'm done bitching. 
I thought this was gonna be a short one. I'm not even saying anything, and I'm already I'm ready to do the movies. Happy Time Murders, stupid, um, gross. A lot of it's honestly someone spent a lot of money on puppets to do dick and dick and cum humor. Um, so enjoy. Uh, let me know what you think. If you disagree, please tell me why. And uh, another thing that happened is um, Simon. Oh, simple Simon, my roommate who lives in the basement like Quasimodo. I don't know if that's a, if it's too soon to make a Quasimodo reference since Notre Dame burnt down or whatever. But uh, our simple Simon lives like a like a troll in the art in the dungeon, you know, uh, downstairs. So as you guys know, I'm going to New York uh, to to hear my buddy uh, Paul Verzi's 400th episode of his podcast, and um, I was uh, I was talking to Simon about that, and he's like, "Oh, I'd love to go." and I said, sure. Well, we'll find an Airbnb. Why don't you come with us? You know? And, and I said, but before you go, you know, you, we, you gotta be certain of this because once you schedule an Airbnb, there's certain cancellation policies. Simon was with me when we looked at them. We knew the dates that we had to confirm everything like that. And Simon's like, okay, just book it. I'll, I'll get the time off work. Just book it. And I said, Simon, go to work, get them to tell you that it's okay. And then we'll book it tomorrow. Simon does that, goes to work, comes back the next day. Oh, they told me about the time off. I'm great. I'm good. Um, I'm trying to let you guys know about Simon without actually being blatantly like rude or whatever, you know, um, Simon is very simple. He's very simple. He is undoubtedly on the spectrum in some way or another. So comprehension, reasoning, things like these very difficult, if not impossible concepts for Simon, he just doesn't get human interaction. Doesn't get reasoning at times. Very nice person. Um, he's all, but he's also, here's the thing too. Simon is also like a pathological liar. Um, because of the fact that he worries that like, if he tells the truth, people will make fun of him. So what he does is he lies. He's terrible at it. So not only do we find out what he's really up to, cause he has to sort of fess up cause he gets caught in these lies, but then he just also looks like a liar. Like you can't, honestly, you can't trust Simon as far as you, th- you can throw him. Um, but he means well, he's, he's, he lies, def- uh, whatever. Yeah, everybody lies defensively. Uh, anyways, um, what the fuck am I talking about here? I told Simon to verify with work. He did. And I told him it's, it's, we can't cancel now. Like you're locked in. He goes, we're locked in. Gives me a fist bump, all this stuff. Great. Simon comes home, uh, yesterday. So Monday and says to me, uh, sir, Josh, sir, I am, I've got some bad news. I was talking to my work today and they told me that, uh, I have to work on these days. So I am sorry. I'm not going to be coming with you and I need you to give me my money back. And I was like, uh, Sorry, Simon, that money came out of my account today. Like it's, it's gone, you know? Well, well, no, I know, no, I, I need you and I need that money back. And I go, well, <laughs> Simon, that's why we confirmed everything. That's why we made sure that you were available to go, that you asked your work. Well, no, 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 I, they screwed me over. It's not my fault. And I go, I know it's not your fault, Simon. It's also not my fault. You're asking me to be on the hook for it. So why don't we try to find someone? No, no, we're not going to, no. He goes, you can find someone else, but you give, give me my money back right now. And I'm like, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's not so childlike, but it's like, like that, that was the conversation. It's just, I'm making him sound more Luther, no thimble, thimble Milton. You know what? He's a lot like Milton from office space. Just not quite as new that my stapler and, uh, but that same awkward social, not really grasping the concept of what's going on. I would say that Milton probably has a better idea of what's going on than Simon though. Um, well, I would feel like listening to a reasonable volume. Uh, <laughs> But so basically it ended up being that Simon just wasn't getting the concept. I said, Simon, it's not my fault either. Your work can't, your work made you work. 
So what we'll do is we treat it like an absolute comedy reservation because Simon gets that. I go, we'll find someone else. If we can't, then you're on the hook for it. He goes, okay, well then you can, you should call this person and you should call that person. I go, Simon, it's not my job to do that. We're going to work on it together, but I have a show tonight. I can't fucking, it, it, it was, it was honestly, it's really hard. It's like trying to explain to a child something. Um, but anyways, long, long story short is we ended up finding someone who could go, who has the finances and whatnot to go, doesn't have a passport. Um, so I ended up spending today, this morning running my buddy, my buddy who's replacing, you know, he doesn't have a car and he's half, half a city away from the, po- you know, passport office. So ended up doing that to try to think, make this thing work. If Simon wasn't so simple, I would just talk to him like an adult. Well, I did talk to him like an adult, but I would just say, Hey man, can't, uh, yeah, this is, this is on you to fix. I'll help you out. But, but it's not my, you know, not my monkey, not my circus. I, but I think I, I felt bad because a, I know that he wouldn't understand. Like if we just didn't find someone, if he didn't find someone, he was on the hook, he lost some money. Like he would feel, you know, again, in his simple way, like that I had taken his money, that I didn't give him back his money, that I stole his money. You know what I mean? Um, I have faith in every one of you listening to know that like, no, that's not the case. You know, you're, it is what it is. You know, you, you, you made sure he understood everything, but that's the thing is like, how do you make sure someone who doesn't understand things understands it? He's not rain man for fuck's sakes, but do you know what I mean? Like just, he just, it's not my fault. So I need my money back. It's like, yeah, but it, but it, you know, it is your thing. You, it's not my fault either. You know, I can't be on the hook for your works mistake. If you want to put someone on the hook, tell them they owe you 110 bucks if they want you to work that day. Otherwise, you know, find someone who can go and we'll, you know, I'll help you with that, but don't just tell me, you know, it, it, it's whatever it's it, 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 like, I guess it's, it's more bothersome to me. Cause I actually know Simon. He's, he's very, very nice, but he's just, you know, he's also such a pain in the ass. I was getting ready for a show too. When he tells me this. So I'm like, I got a couple things I got to do before I do the show, Simon. And instead I'm, I'm sitting here, like he refuses to leave my room and he's calling people and trying to hand me the phone. Like, um, we have a problem and I need you to speak to Josh and hand me like, no, Simon, you can tell them anyways, babysitting. Um, and then, yeah, today I took my buddy. So we're seemingly problem solved, but just, it was a giant pain in the ass yesterday. I think the, honestly, I think that the biggest pain in the ass is trying to explain something very simple and you're just not getting it across. You know what I mean? And changing my explanation and this and that, and just, it's just not getting across. Anyways, I'm over it. Um, I also hosted a show last night, Moose McGuire's at New Orleans. Oh my God, did I ever have fun? I hosted, I talked to the crowd. They were a lot of fun. What a great evening. Had a good time. My buddy Casey Corbin was the headliner. I picked him up. We shot the shit like old times. And I'm going to be recording a podcast with him uh, this week. I know I've said that a few times lately and things come up and comics get bumped or whatever. Honestly, at the end of the day, I'm having a good time with stuff. And, um, and you know, hopefully we can make this work. Joey Elias has been the hardest one to get on this fucking podcast because the plans just change and shit comes up. But I'm, uh, I'm really hoping to corner him. <laughs> and sit down to bus. He's a great friend. Just, we just never seem to be able to make it work for us. Um, but Casey's going to do the podcast on uh, Thursday. So I will have a bonus episode for you guys, uh, this week. Fuck, I guess, eh? This will come out tomorrow. Um, yeah. So what else have I got to talk about? Anything fun? No, I hosted the show. Try not to make, you know, I can talk about the hosting, but it's not really a big deal. You know, I had fun. I've had a cookie fucking fetish lately. And, and that sounds weird. Like I've had a, a, a craving is what I'm not fetish craving. I have had a craving for fucking cookies. Lately. I'm not a cookie guy and I'm not talking sweets. 
You know, sometimes you get a craving for sweets. For some reason, cookies. I don't know why. I don't even give a fuck what kind of cookies. It's a cookies and milk craving. And the other day I hung out with Crystal and uh, she actually, big shout out to her. I, uh, I hung out with her on Easter Sunday because she had her family dinner or whatever. And then I wasn't doing anything in, in the evening. There was she. And we uh, we hung out. She actually saved me a plate of like uh, Easter dinner. So I had that. I had Jesus on birthday, Easter um, meal, courtesy of her. So uh, thank you so much for that. That was amazing. And I brought over cookies and milk because I'm like, I got to I gotta bring them here, open them, have some, and then leave them so that I don't take them with me because I'm, I'm going to eat more. And I'm trying to be a good bitch, right? I got my internet teeth in. Click, 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 click. I'm still on. I'm on the fourth set, which means I am seven. I'm in the seventh week wearing these. Uh, teeth are looking straighter. They are definitely white. Um, things are going good with that. But yeah, I had my Easter dinner. Um, we we're trying to find something to watch like horror movie wise. We ended up just chatting a lot about horror movies. Um, so yeah, I did, uh, what the fuck was I going to tell you guys? Oh, the cookie fucking craving. Yeah, so I, I had these cookies. I think we did like maple cookies and chocolate chip cookies, dunking them in fucking milk. But I'm like, I'm I'm struggling with it. Like, I have still got this fucking craving for cookies. And every t- like every day, I think on, on Saturday I did well because it was like taxes, movies, and all fucking day long, I'm like, I want to go out and get cookies. I want to go out and get cookies. I want to go to the dirtiest grocery store and just spend like two bucks on a bag of fucking no name cookies or Oreos or, and just come in and fucking dunk those cocksuckers. I don't know why. And sometimes, sometimes it's true. Like if you're, if you're really craving something and something super specific, it usually means that your body needs it. Um, I don't think my body needs carbs, sugar, fat, any of that stuff, but I don't know. I don't know if it's the milk. I don't know if I'm craving milk and I just want to fucking, I don't know, but, uh, something, my body wants something, or I have like a fucking tapeworm or something. But, um, anyways, I was a good bitch. I was such a good bitch Saturday. I did not go to get cookies and I, many times my brain went back to that. And I think it was because I was doing taxes. So I'm no, I'm like, my brain's like, like I want an escape. I want a drug. I want to do something that's good. This sucks. This is boring. I'm not looking forward to all the work, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm getting better at recognizing what triggers my escapes, like spending and shit like that too. Like I got a lot of different fucking vices, but, uh, I'm starting to recognize like, not just like, Hey, I'm trying to escape right now, but it's like, what am I trying to escape? Cause when you f- zero in on what it is that you're trying to avoid, you get, uh, you know, if you can figure out, well, I really am trying to avoid this. And well, then it's like, then just do it. Cause if you do it and get it over with, then you won't have that. Like, Oh, I feel like I need this or whatever. You know, then you start making justifications. Well, hey, now you deserve it. But interestingly enough, I'm, I'm winning little battles, recognizing why I'm having like an addictive thing. Cause that's the thing, right? I'm not, I'm not usually hungry, right? I want to eat, but my body's not hungry. So trying to be in charge of that shit and, and, you know, work it out. Anyways, cookie fest, fuck and all like, uh, I uh, didn't buy it on Saturday. I went and I had cookies with Crystal on Sunday. I left them behind. And then she was just like, if you could, you know, don't leave all this stuff behind because, you know, Brody's just going to fucking eat it. He's a teenager. I remember being a teenage boy, just eating everything. And then you end up a 20 year old fat fuck. So I figured I could leave for the kiddos, but, but she's right. Cause it's not like, oh, they can each have a couple cookies here and there. And this is now a supply for a few weeks. It's like, no, this is, he'll just come home from school, destroy the cookies. And then that's it. And, that, and that's true. So, oh, I'm having young Josh problems, but, um, so it was funny guys with, with uh, Nick today, helping him with his passport. We went to uh, a mall, had lunch and then I fucking felt it in me again. 
I'm like, fuck, I want cookies. I don't know why I want fucking cookies. I thought I I thought I'd fed the dragon on Sunday. I had the fucking maple cookies and chocolate chip cookies. Nope. I wanted cookies again. I'm like, son of a bitch, I want cookies. So I went into there's a Walmart in the mall. I walked around with a bag of Oreos in my hand for like 20 minutes, just looking around at other shit, and then successfully won. I was like, I won. I put the cookies down. I got the fuck out of there. Doesn't this sound like the fattest fucking thing in the entire world? Oh, Nick and I were talking about something today. Oh, I got to write this down. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Sometimes my brain works and I remember things. But there was a weather superhero idea I had. Nick's my comic book guy. And <clears throat> I was saying, like, imagine there was a superhero whose, like, powers are come, they come from the weather. Like, not necessarily, like, you know, like Superman. Like, oh, he gets his strength from Earth's yellow sun. But more, like, based on the weather, like, it, it, it determines what power he has at the moment. <clears throat> So, and then there's no superhero like that. It's like on, like on a, on a rainy day, he's got X power on, on a, on a snowy day. He has this, and, you know, hail, humidity, all these different things affect them. So it's like criminals know what day to actually strike because they're like, so-and-so's powers are like this today. People will just learn, but it's all, I, we were talking about how like the older I get, my, my mood is dependent on the weather. You know, if it's a sunny day, I feel good. If it's a, like a lousy day, I'm like, man, I don't feel like going outside. Like, let's just imagine there was a superhero like that, which is basically his, his powers and his, everything is based entirely on the weather. That's, that's how he's, his powers work. Anyways, I wrote it down. So I remember it. Fuck you guys. I'm going to give you listen to this. Huh? You're the ones listening. You know, the stupid shit I'm going to say. <clears throat> I just want to remember that. But anyways, I think we, uh, went off on all that, that bullshit. I just think that was fucking funny. Um, I won, didn't get cookies. Okay. Drove Nick home, sat in rush hour for fucking ever today. And then I get in the door. I'm like, yes, didn't get the cookies. Feeling good. I come in. Nobody's home. All the cars are gone. And Kamar has left a fucking, you know, box of subway cookies on the, in the middle of the, the living room table. Um, and it's not like, you know, Hey, here's, here's for everybody. I was just like, fuck fucking cookies, man. They're in my face. They're fucking me. I didn't take one. They're not mine. That's what helped. Them not being mine or not being up for grabs definitely helped because I probably would have fucked up some cookies, but I'm just like, the universe is sticking cookies in my fucking face. Makes it difficult to, to not give in to the urges. And uh, before I recorded the podcast this evening, I needed some more water for my diffuser. I've got my diffuser going on behind me with a lovely jasmine oil. Mm. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I need more distilled water for my, uh, my diffuser and I need some for my, uh, sleep apnea machine because, uh, years of eating poorly have made me large and largeness made it difficult to breathe while I'm sleeping. You know, that thing where you lay in there and you do nothing. <laughs> well, I do it wrong anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had to go out and I, uh, I, I, I buckled, I bought a, a cheap box of chocolate, white chocolate macadamia cookies. And when this podcast is over, so help me God, I am going to be dipping those in milk. I'm not going to fuck up the whole box. I didn't come anywhere close to doing that the other day either. It's just, I want some cookies and I <laughs> a fucking a grown man. Listen, I want some cookies and I'm going to do what I need to do. I want to eat those fucking cookies. I also watched split again, but I told you guys about it when I saw it. So basically it took me six hours to get through a giant stack of receipts. Um, and that's what happens when you watch things instead of listening to things and try to work. All right. I, th I think that's it for my, uh, telling stories this week. All right. I'm excited for things coming up, but this week was kind of quiet. I've sat stacking, stacking receipts, doing different things. Um, 
you know, a lot of, I did conference calls and stuff for, for work I have coming up. I, I really didn't do anything that interesting. So I don't know how I squeezed 38 minutes out of, out of last week, but doing a lot of movie talk lately, you know, I'm enjoying actually putting movies on and stuff. It's been a long time since, excuse me. I don't know why I get the hiccups when I do the podcast. Um, don't get them any other time, but yeah, I'm enjoying movies. Join, uh, you know, just, just kind of, you know what? It's because I've, I've been off for two weeks. I've not been doing activations like day in and day out. So it's hard for me to get, but yeah, it's, I guess uh, I'm not doing different things like I'm usually doing. I'm actually every day getting up, trying to get a little work done. I did a shitload of promo for uh DK. I was way behind on my DK promo. I think I spent an entire day just doing uh, the, the graphics and sending shit out for that. Um, I tried making vermicelli noodles and uh, soup which kind of worked out okay, but I think next time I got to, I, instead of using the broth of the soup to, to plump the noodles, I might have to plump them first and then add them to the soup. That might work better, but I, Oh, you know what? I can tell you guys this real quick. And I hope it's mildly interesting. I'm actually thinking of, I have so much food in the house, like canned stuff, canned beans and canned soups and, you know, frozen veggies and, and pasta and, and like jarred sauces and stuff. I'm actually thinking of trying to go like, I want to actually use up all the food I have in the house before I buy more with the exception of things like, um, cream for coffee. And maybe like, if I need more almond milk or, or, or just eggs in the morning, I, I kind of need eggs. I don't know. I've grown accustomed to them because I'm not going to wake up in the morning and have fucking peas and rice. You know, I could, but I think I could do breakfast and then the rest of the day I will make meals that I've already got made. Or, or, or ingredients for, and just try to use up like all my bags of rice, all my, I have a lot of cereal too, a lot of oatmeal, you know, pancake mix. I think I'm going to try to just burn through the stuff that I have because I have a surplus of shit and that just never gets used. And then it goes to waste. So, um, I'll tell you guys how that goes, but that's something I want to, uh, I, I also want a name for it, you know? Cause I think that sounds funny. Like, like who, everyone here has shit in their house that just, they've just never used cans that are in the back of the, the stuff. But I think like I've got, um, tahini, but I don't know how long it's good for. It's been opened. I made pumice forever ago, ago, but I have, uh, Jesus. Um, but I have cans of chickpeas, which I'm just not going to eat on their own. But I think if I make hummus, then I can, you know, I can go and get some like you know, uh, cucumbers and just dip it. Listen, I really don't need to sit here and, and theorize what I can do with the food. That's what I want to try to do. So I want to try to use up everything I have, you know, all the juices. Um, I got tons of juices that I bought to make sangria with, and I'm just not drinking, especially with the, the, uh, in the liners now I can't like, if I wanted to sit here and use like orange juice that I have, I have to take them out. I have to just, while I'm drinking, they're out the whole time. So they're not doing their job. And then, you know, brush your teeth, put everything back in just for the sake of, of having a glass of orange juice. Like a lot of that shit's just not worth it. So maybe, you know, I've got a shitload of coffee, whatever. Let's, let's see how it goes. I'm going to, I'm going to implement that very, very soon. Um, just like going to the gym and everything else I want to do. <laughs> So contact at one man podcast.com. If you guys have anything that you want to share with me, you know, that's the email address and I can't wait to hear from you. And, uh, let's get right into the sponsors. Shall we? Uncle John's bathroom, readers, portable press.com. So we have a new article here. I'm actually reading. So right at this very moment, and I haven't checked, so maybe I can do that too is, um, the Boston Bruins are playing games. The Stanley cup finals are on or final. 
I think finals because it's not at the final game yet. But uh, yeah, hockey's going on right now. Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins are playing game seven. Uh, I, you know what? Let's, let's give you guys an idea of where I'm at right now. Hey Siri, what's the score of the Boston Bruins Toronto Maple Leafs game? The Bruins are leading the Maple Leafs three to one with 17 minutes remaining in the third period in game seven of the first round. There you go. So you know exactly where I'm at right now at the time of this podcast recording. 3-1 Bruins, here we go. Boom, boom. I don't give a shit who wins. But since it's hockey season, I figured maybe I would, uh, you know, pull out uh, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader shoots and scores. All right. It's a collected uh, stories and, and trivia and all sorts of shit about hockey. So for all my Leafs fans who are soon to be very, very disappointed, seemingly, I will check in uh, at the end of the podcast with the score. I mean, you guys already know it's already the next day that the, the things are in there. If you really give a fuck that much, you'll find out, but you'll know long before I am, but, uh, where it is. So the article I picked is actually an old Toronto Maple Leafs player, uh, a little bit about him. He's a goon. He's really stupid. He works for, <laughs> um, yeah, he, he sells a, inferior, uh, landlines and everything since his departure from the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is called the many sides of tie. Most fans will remember the Toronto Maple Leafs tie Domi as one thing, a fighter, Turns out there was more to him than meets the black eye fighting machine for Ty Domi. Toughness was in his genes. When his father was, uh, when his father, John was escaping his homeland, the totalitarian Albania in the 1950s, he was shot right above the eye. John Domi never had the bullet fragment removed from his skull, keeping it as a reminder of why he moved to Canada. What a stupid fucking reason to keep a bullet in your head. <laughs> That's why his son's fucking stupid too. Um, judgmental much, Josh? Yes. On Ty Domi? Yes. He's an absolute dumbass. And his father, I'll keep a bullet in my brain to remind me. Okay. I mean, you might not forget every time you look in the mirror and see a bullet. Oh God, he's stupid. Um, Ty himself was the youngest of three children. What did he keep a hockey stick in his head to remind him why he wants to play hockey? Um, Ty himself was the youngest of three children and he had to be tough to keep up with his older brother and his friends who played a lot of rough physical sports. Ty developed into a tenacious hockey player and was eventually drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1988. Despite his relatively modest size, he was listed as 5'10", but Domi himself admits that a generous estimate, he soon delved open, what? He soon devil developed, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm dumb. Uh, there we go. Birds of a feather. He soon developed a reputation as a fighter who was willing to drop the gloves with anyone. During a game in 2001, he even took the opportunity to pummel a Flyers fan in Philadelphia who was unfortunate enough to fall into a penalty dock box with Domi in it. Unfortunate enough to fall into it? No, the guy was probably jumping the glass, being a piece of shit, and fell in. By the end of his NHL career, which ended right after the 2005-2006 season, Domi had accumulated enough time in the penalty box to put him at third overall in the list of all-time NHL penalty minute leaders. But Mr. Domi is not a one-dimensional man. Another side of Ty. Domi was a skilled high school athlete growing up in Windsor, Ontario, so skilled that the University of Michigan Athletics Department scouted him for both soccer and football. And though he chose hockey in the end, Domi remained active to those who... Uh, active in those other two sports. In the summer of 1995, he played a season with the Canadian International Soccer League, and in 1996 and 97, he kicked field goals and extra points in uh, preseason games for the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League. 
Lights, camera, action. Being an NHL enforcer requires a taste for the spotlight and a flair for the dramatic, and Domi capitalized on these aspects of his personality appearing in two films in 1999. He played himself in Mystery Alaska, a hockey comedy starring future Oscar winner Russell Crowe. Yeah, but that's a cameo as yourself. That's nothing. Domi also tested his acting chops playing Pete in the independent mob movie Men of Means. In 2009, Domi put his skates back on for the short-lived CBC reality TV series Battle of the Blades, basically a figure skating version of Dancing with the Scars. Domi was partnered with Canadian national figure skating pairs champion Christine Howe, Sweeney, an appropriate pairing considering how Sweeney was nicknamed Tuffy for her competitive drive. The duo didn't win the competition, but they did place high enough. Sorry. They did place higher than Canadian ice dancer, Christina Lenko and her partner, Domi's longtime NHL fighting rival, uh, Bob Probert. Uh, finally in this section here, a fighter and a lover, although his NHL career came to an end in 2006, Domi remained in the media spotlight after his wife, Leanne filed for divorce saying she'd noticed that Ty had taken a more than passing interest in the political career of Belinda Stronach. Yes, he did. Uh, an, auto parts heiress and liberal candidate for member of parliament. This was a very big surprise. Leanne said Ty had little to no interest in politics and hadn't the slightest idea about the ideological, uh, ideological differences between the candidates. These do, these liners do get in the way when I'm speaking, I'll blame the aligners. Neither Stronach nor Domi ever admitted to the alleged affair publicly. I don't think he had an affair with her cause he's ugly and she's not. He's like ugly and stupid, which don't go well together. And I'm, a, I'm not ugly and stupid, but I'm, I'm, simple and I'm delightfully unattractive to the eye. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm so fucking hot. Let me tell you guys so much charm. This is courtesy fat. If I wasn't fat, none of you'd be able to keep your hands off me. <laughs> Finally, there's a little, they little add a little section where they can't fill two pages. You little thieves in January, 2008, Swedish police issued a public warning to bus travelers. Look out for little people in hockey equipment bags. Oh fuck. That's funny. They're putting fucking dwarves in hockey. I called them dwarves and not midgets. Um, police agencies told newspapers that a team of thieves had been putting little people inside hockey bags, which they then put into buses, cargo holds during transit. The little thieves would exit the bags and loot other passengers, luggage, little fuckers. eh? so funny. It's like teaching a dog how to steal cell keys, right? Like in the mask, Milo, get the keys, get the keys. We got a bunch of baby Groots in the fucking, uh, <laughs> in the bottom. That was my partners at PortablePress.com. Uncle John's bathroom. Did you shoot the scores? Hey, Siri, what's the score of the Toronto-Boston game? The Bruins are on top of the Maple Leafs. Three to one with 13 minutes remaining. Ooh, in the third 13 minutes. Damn. Thanks, baby. Um... What else we got? Oh my God. My partner's at absolute comedy. Speaking of absolute comedy, Jason, very big deal for Jason that the Leafs don't win. I don't give a fuck about the Leafs. I really don't. I don't care about sports anymore. I used to really enjoy them. I don't give a shit. I can watch a game and enjoy it, but I have no dog in the fight and I don't give a shit. I know that a lot of you listening and a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, you know, my buddies, uh, Burr and Verzi, they both love sports. They love bitching about trades and scores and all, all the games that their guys are in. And I know that people who are invested in sports like to listen to a podcast where that shit's going on. I don't give a fuck. Um, but Jason, uh, does cause he's, uh, you know, for some reason he gives a fuck for no good reason. He's got degenerate goddamn gambling. You know, he was, he was betting on, I think it was Japanese baseball, like a Japanese baseball league the other day. Like that's how deep he goes into gambling now. Just anything, but he was betting on, I think Russian ballet or something like that. 
there was like a he was betting on a Russian hockey league. He bet on like Zimbabwe and tennis. Like he's he's just anything he can gamble on right now. Um, yeah, um, yeah, he's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, right now, Jason is uh, watching the Boston Toronto game out at a bar because uh, his investment he wants Toronto to lose because uh, it directly affects attendance at the Toronto club. Absolute Comedy Club. And that leads me to that sponsor, my partners at Toronto, at, at Absolute Comedy, all three locations, Toronto, Ottawa, and Kingston, right? So as long as there's no hockey teams in the playoffs, if it was Ottawa, he would be all about Ottawa winning. He wouldn't give a fuck. But in Toronto, when when Toronto's doing well, nobody comes up to the shows. They're all watching the, the, the playoffs. So Jason wants Toronto to lose. Know that, know that hockey fans, Absolute Comedy does not support your Toronto Maple Leafs. And, uh, yeah, so check out absolutecomedy.ca. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. And did I forget anyone? Did I forget anyone? Uh, maybe? No, I, of course not. I never forget my partners at DK, uh, Dorling Kindersley, right? My, my partner is DK Books. This week I got two books to review for you, so I'm going to make them quick, but uh, hopefully not give them undue credit for what they are. I have uh, two books on gardening. Hold on before you skip ahead. Gardening is quite important. <laughs> is it important? No, but it's a fucking, fun, it's really fun. I, I learned a little bit of uh, botany uh, way back in the day when marijuana was a thing that, uh, you know, that uh, was popular. I wasn't a big pot guy, but I learned how to grow pot. And everything from, uh, from, from germination to different pH levels to things, uh, roots and cloning and, and, and rooting solutions and things like that was super fascinating to me. I also grew a garden in my backyard and learning about different kinds of pests and shit like that. Um, it's very, very fascinating. So this first book here is called beginner gardening step-by-step. It's a visual guide to yard and garden basics. So. I, I wanted to share this one with you guys. So if you're, if you were like me and you didn't know anything about it, you know, like there's a lot that goes into it and you don't have to be like, okay, what's the in-depth fucking field of, of whatever it is. Like, how do I, well, I don't want to let you know, dive in and there's all this terminology and stuff that you may or may not know. This is the book for you. Beginner gardening. Okay. Is your lawn full of weeds? Are your fruits and vegetables diseased? Is your flower bed forlorn? Do you long to create an outdoor space you can enjoy with friends or even a fruit and vegetable garden you can show off with pride? Hmm. Well, this book shows you the basics. You need to get your green space under control and keep it that way. Gives you lots of simple garden ideas you can do yourself with all the step-by-step photographs. Take the anxiety, ooh, anxiety, out of planting, potting, and pruning and enjoy your lush lawn, beautiful landscape, and bountiful garden. Huh? 
Huh? Who wouldn't want that shit? I was looking at different kinds of climbing plants in this, and it actually teaches you like how, basically how to pick your climbers if you want to. It's stuff on shrubs. So if you're looking at, you know, creating a different kind of look and not necessarily privacy ones, but just different kinds of, you know, shrubbing and things like that. How do you cut back things like ivy, wisteria? Um, There's a lot of, a lot of really cool different things. Like I like the whole, you know, how to pick climbers because it's, Climbing is an interesting thing. How to use obelisks. So not necessarily like fence climbers, but different kinds of climbers you can put in your yard. Jason tries to do all the shit in the house, but he's stupid. He doesn't know how to do it. Big section on lawn care and how to grow bulbs and grass and things like that. It's it's actually really cool. And of course, as always, DK has shitloads of visuals and things like that. Um, you can grow potatoes in your yard. My, my dad actually did that in the front. You can actually grow potatoes in a trash can. This shows you how, right? But But different, like... Basically, it's the basics. I'm not going to go into it too much, but if you if you really like, I've had some people talk to me, reach out. I've got some friends on Instagram stuff who are like, they show like plants that they've bought, and they're like, "Hey, it's still alive. I'm doing is," and they give even even like you know Instagram questions where they're like, "Is it dead? Yes or no?" They don't know. This is a perfect book for you guys. All right, it's not obviously it's DK. It's amazing. It's not expensive, but if you're like, "Hey, I want to learn how to garden," this is a great book for you. How to remove it, like how to remove branches and things like that. How to remove stumps, little stumps that you can. How to plant a tree, you know, dividing grasses and stuff like that. Cutting back grasses. Uh, there, there's all sorts of stuff in it. I'm not going to spend too too much time, but just know that that if you want to start, you don't pick up the here's how to do everything book because that'll just fucking blow your mind. Start with the basics, maybe develop a, a, a taste for it. It is, it is Ottawa rain right now, April showers, bring May flowers, which is basically now is the time to start getting ready for gardening. So it's a great opportunity for people who are a little interested. Maybe some of my friends who are relatively new homeowners who have learned how to do basic yard care, but maybe you're looking to bring it up to the next level. You know, I know how to mow a lawn and, and trim the fucking hedges and shit, but you know, how do I get rid of that stump? What's the best way for me to maybe put a little, little plant, plant garden or whatever plant garden as opposed to what? Well, there's rock gardens. You piece of shit. Don't ever question me. Um, there's it's, it's interesting. Beginner's gardening, step-by-step, a visual guide to yard and garden basics. That's the one for you. If you're relatively new, you're looking to dabble or for my more advanced gardeners, because I do have a lot of you who do know how to take care of that stuff, but you don't fucking know everything. Don't come up in here with that arrogance. You don't know everything we got from you. All right. From you, for you, from me to you, the Canadian gardener's guide. It's the third edition and it's the Canadian gardener's guide. So it's not to say that my friends south of the border, that's right. You guys aren't used to being called that, are you? Right. You usually refer to the Mexicans, right? In Mexico as the south of the borders. No, no, no. To us, you guys are the Mexicans. You're the south of the border. Keep kind of trying to come up north here, live a better life. No, this is the Canadian gardener's guide, but there's still value to you guys. We just have different climates. You can still make use of a lot of this stuff, but for my Canadian listeners, guys, this is for you. All right, everything you need to know to create and care for your garden. So this one is more focused on the garden itself and not so much the overall landscape, but there is some landscaping stuff in it. There's ways to segregate to how to pick what area of your yard you should create your garden in different kinds of patio looks, uh, different kind of lighting. Like if you have a North facing, East facing, West facing, like these are such great things, how to survey your site first. This is again, the more advanced So if you're listening to this, you already know your stuff. Cool. Learn more. 
There's different sections of your yard that are going to get different kinds of light, know what to put there, know how to increase the light that you can give. I mean, there's all sorts of different kinds of how to tell how like that. They do actually have some landscaping about how to lay paths and how to lay patios and things like that. So again, even though it's for gardening, you're actually going to learn, basically, I would say it's almost like the yard maintenance and, and, you know, you couldn't call it landscaping either. Cause it's not just that it's basically outdoor. This book should be called the outdoor, you know, Canadian outdoor care for your home kind of thing. I don't know. Name it for me. Landscaping. I suppose creating a garden is a form of landscaping, but it teaches you how to lay a lawn guys. Uh, you know, if you wanted to actually put ponds and shit in there that this is in there too, as always, there's imagery with it, right? Raised beds. I'm just like, I went through it too. It's hard to remember. Like there's so many different things. It's hard to remember absolutely everything, but they, they will actually have bamboo and grass effects in here. That was one that I remembered on because some people are like, well, how do you do that? Remember if you hear like, oh, bamboo, well, obviously we can't do that here. This is the Canadian gardener's guide. It is telling you how to do it. You can do it here in Canada. So don't use that fucking bullshit. All right. You know how to grow cucumbers and stuff. And that's one of the ones that climbs, right? So you got to have some place to do that. That'll teach you how to do it. Maybe once you've read the beginner's gardener and you, you've sort of laid out your, your yard for this year, maybe fucking around with some easier things like tomatoes. Maybe the next year you come back and go, Oh, it's time for me. Even though we don't speak like that in Canada. Can you imagine that's time for me to try cucumbers. I'm like, where are you? What part of Canada are you from? There's no Alabama, Canada. Right. But all sorts of different veggies, you know, uh, if you want to have a garden now, you also have to learn how to take care of pests and shit like that. And that's in here, uh, somewhat, all right, a little bit of it, but at the same time, if you're looking for something, there's actually the pests and diseases book from DK as well, which I reviewed a long time ago, but that was a great book. If you are doing it, you're wondering sort of, Hey, maybe what's going on. That's a perfect companion as well. If If you're like me, I don't have a yard anymore. So I guess I'm a little envious. I was doing those things and I would be doing more outside. You know, if I had a yard that, that, you know, Jason would want stuff done in, but, um, Noreen has a beautiful backyard and I think she would really benefit from, from books like this, but there is an A to Z of diseases and disorders in this section. It's just not quite as advanced as the actual book for it, but I'm telling you guys, um, you know, the Canadian gardener's guide, third edition. Great. Um, it's everything you need to know to create and care for your garden. And maybe just a little bit on the back here, a little bit to share with you. One stop practical handbook for Canadian gardeners includes virtually everything you want to do in the garden from choosing tools and designing your plot to filling your beds with flowers and vegetables, expert advice on all the basics with specialist topics, such as kitchen gardening, pruning, and propagation covered in full features an inspiring catalog of plants with Canadian uh, hardiness zone ratings and map to help you bring year round color and interest to every part of your garden it includes topics specific to the needs and interests of Canadian gardeners, such as native Canadian plants, fruits, and vegetables for short growing season, building and using a cold frame and managing storm water with a rain garden. Oh my God. These are the two guys. All right. It's that time of year. So if you're kind of like, ah, you know what? I'm sick of winter. Is it ever going to stop snowing? It seems to be done snowing. You can start germinating some of your plants indoors to get them ready, but do not plant them outside until after May two, four was May two, four weekend or Victoria day, 21st of May. Cause that's the last time, uh, safely that you can plant something outside and not have frost. So beginner gardening step-by-step Canadian gardeners guide, the third edition revised and expanded. These are the two books. If you're looking to get your hands dirty outside, all of you, uh, my friends with kiddos and stuff, why not get them outside with a little shovel and pail And, uh, you know, do something for you and have some fun with them at the same time. All right. That's the books for this week. Thank you to all my partners. 
uh, part of the press of comics, comedy.ca and DK books coming up this week, guys, tomorrow, Wednesday, the day you were listening to this, hopefully, uh, nothing but texts for me. Boring Thursday podcast with my buddy, Casey Corbin. Casey's got some great stories. He's fun. We're going to have a, a chitty chat and have something fun for you guys on Friday morning, uh, Thursday evening. I don't know what I'm doing all day. Probably taxes, uh, after the podcast, but Thursday evening. Oh baby. I've waited a long time for this one year to be exact. I'm going to go see Avengers Endgame. I got my tickets and, uh, I can't wait. The, the critics have now seen it. Nothing but good, uh, good reviews. Everyone's saying it's a great way that Disney has ended everything. So I'm not, I can't spoil anything cause I haven't fucking seen it, but all the reviews coming from things are, this is it. This is the end of the series. So as much as they'll be doing movies afterwards and they kind of continue on thematically in terms of the Avengers, you know, Thor and, and all of them, the Avengers movies themselves, um, were, are very likely, uh, over. And we don't mean like, oh, it seems like it's, it's like, you know what? I, I, the, a lot of characters are going to go on, but it seems Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, these characters are, uh, wrapped up nicely. The story has been told. And, uh, it's time for them to move on. So Dr. Strange, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Guardians, those ones will move forward. The others will not. Um, yeah. So I can't wait. I'm super excited. Super, super, super excited. I got two shows coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday in Cornwall. I'm hosting a show. Yeah. Cornwall. Yeehaw. I'm hosting two shows. I've been, I've been actually writing a lot of new material lately, writing, coming up with new material lately that I need to sit down and write, but I think taxes are going to take the precedence. And then, uh, I got this New York trip. That's going to be a nice jumpstart. Can't wait to share that with you guys. That's happening May 6th to 8th. So I'll probably record that podcast on Sunday just to make sure that, uh, you know, I got it out for you cause I'm not gonna be able to record on Monday or Tuesday. I'm going to be in New York and I'm certainly not going to waste two, three hours in New York to do the fucking podcast. Not that I don't love you guys, but why don't I come home and I'll tell you stories the following week. Um, and that's it. And I got my, finally my, uh, I got the call today that my windshield is ready to be replaced. So I'm doing that next Tuesday. So I'm going to drop the car off, come home, record the podcast while the windshield's getting replaced. And, uh, and then we'll find out what breaks next on my car. That's it. So contact at one man podcast.com guys is the, uh, the email. You want to send me anything in, please do so. I can't, uh, can't wait to hear from you. Um, hope you guys had a fun time. The podcast nicely wrapped up after an hour when you guys join a little tune and I will talk to you next week. <laughs>